right, hi. <laughs> Welcome to the personal jukebox. I don't know what happened then to the sound. Did that cut out for you then, too? Yeah, Gremlins. <laughs> yes, Gremlins in the system. You heard, obviously, the dulcet tones of Mr. Stuart Boyd. How are you doing? Holla, holla. <laughs> holla if you're here, mate. Indeed. <laughs> my uh, freaks yeah. and my peaks. <laughs> Have you ever seen the, um, what is it, the Steinemania videos? Have you no. ever watched any of those? No. Uh, is, is, it, it, is it just potatoes and head drops? And yeah, and like Steinemaths and stuff like that. Oh, okay. Um, is it Ma- Mafu? Somebody who does the Botchamania stuff? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think he puts them together. Oh, okay. Have you ever watched that WrestleWar 92 match against... It's... Is it Takeyuki Azuka and so, but this young lad? Mm-hmm. Oh, destroys him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely kicks seven bell there, didn't he? I can't even think who his partner is, but oh, it's it's, it's brutal. You haven't just tuned into Dropkick Radio or something. This is the Personal Jukebox Podcast, and we will be talking about music. <laughs> Welcome to What's the Crack with Hall and Oates. <laughs> Hall and Oates, somebody said to me. I was like, what's Boyd's problem with Hall and Oates, man? They had some bangers. Oh, <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I didn't see it myself, but hey. <laughs> right. We are here today. We're looking to do the um, the follow-up to the incredibly successful Downloads Wires Shine album. You were very happy with that. Oh, mate, honestly. The quantity of the downloads. <laughs> and let me just thank you now for uh, carrying my lethargic rear end through that <laughs> shit show from my perspective. Am I going to have to do that again now? <laughs> I'm not going to lie, there's a chance. <laughs> See, that inspired them to do the Krangon with Soy, to do the, you know, the uh, the yin and the yang, the yeah. indie and the uh, the metal kind of sides of it. But I've got him coming back for part two of the Krangon as well. So we'll drop this one now and uh, we might give it a, a little break for a bit, but we will be coming back to gonna, the, the Shine albums. We're going to do a head-to-head? In terms of uh, in terms of downloads, it's going to be the Friday Night War? Oh, well, a, a little peek, peek behind the curtain here. Uh, that Shine episode is like the fourth most downloaded episode of the podcast ever. And the the two most downloaded of the first two episodes where, like everybody, I presume, checks it out kind of thing, hitting the uh, stand. So, yeah, it's, it's up there kind so, of thing. Good barometer that there's an appetite out there for this stuff. Hey, yeah, especially, yep. you know. I said to you, didn't I, there wasn't. In me looking around, I could not find any other podcast that looked at those compilations. Yeah, that and was... very scarce mentions on the internet full stop, really. Yeah. We're opening doors. Yes, yes, opening doors. Um, what is it? Kicking ass and taking names, chewing bubblegum and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> all the wrestling references. Yeah. We're all out of bubblegum. That's it, yeah. All out of bubblegum, that's the words. Okay, so... The first time we looked was uh, the inception of this new music that was coming. Well, not new really, but it had definitely reached the zeitgeist of the chart performance. Uh, we had, what did we have? Some record execs in Polymore Records who were, yeah, we want to put together something, but we haven't got loads of tracks, so we'll put half an album out and bring a load of, uh, what are they called, historical what is it called? Legacy artists. Yeah, on some, the second some forerunners. Yes, that's yeah. it, yeah. So they obviously thought, oh, that album sold well. Yeah. Can we do it this time and include no, more new music? And maybe the uh, the other exec was like, well, I'll phone McGee and see if he's got any other acts who we can joke on. This, 
definitely encapsulates, especially the summer of 1995, a lot of the stuff on here. Looking at the dates it was released, it really, I would say, 75% of the stuff on here is from early to mid 95. How far, how well, how long, I suppose, since the first release was this one? Because I was doing a little bit of digging and I noticed from this one onwards, they come thick and fast, don't they? These, oh, yeah, they do. Um, they were riding that cash cow all the way. They were rinsing it. <laughs> Lather, rinse, and repeat, definitely. What did we say the first one was out? Christ, I can't remember. This was put out in August 95. Okay. So um, I, it was maybe, definitely... Maybe four or five months. Yeah, I don't think. No, nowadays, I think they put out four now albums a year, don't they? Is, it, like, is that frequent? Yeah, it's like seasonal, I think. Oh. Um, possibly they were doing that with the Shine albums, yeah. I, I'm guessing. It's, it seems to be a, a really quick turnaround from, from sort of two to three and three to four mm. because I was having a look at what wasn't on this compilation that might have been mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then kind of looking at the next albums coming up and it's like okay so a few of them are are on there so what's the turnaround like and it's the, the sales must have been such that they've like right we've got to churn out as many of these bad boys as we can and make hay while the sun shines well two points on that the first one there's a lot of bands will touch on or artists through these which deserve full episodes you know what i mean oh definitely number one and number two i can remember at this time always wanting these albums i'd never bought one but i can definitely remember things oh there was i don't know but as as you said in a previous episode i can remember going to the shop always thinking oh i want that shine album yeah but then going in there and only have so much money but really wanting this album by this artist yep. and picking that up instead because yep. I couldn't justify the stuff I wasn't into. Yeah. You know, so, um, and and I think there was another, what was the other um, compilation, kind of same kind was of it stuff? like the best this? album in the world ever? Yeah, 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 it might have been. I think between them, they basically covered everything. There was a they? lot of crossover too, wasn't mm. there? Oh yeah, there was. I, after we did that show and I then looked at their track listing and I thought, oh, should we have done that instead? But, We've uh, bet on our horse and yeah, we're going to ride yeah, it now. Yeah, we've backed our horse, definitely. <laughs> so, yeah, this was out in August 1995. We'll have a quick check of the charts at the time. The number one song is as... Oh, man. The number one song, it's... I hate the fucking intro to this song. Like, really, really detest it. And I think it's a bad song. <laughs> You're puzzled, aren't you? I don't know, you're very quizzical. <laughs> Wouldn't have got that in the Memphis Sundays. <laughs> We've come a long way, but we're not too sure where we be. I can remember working with a guy once and he was saying, Oh, what kind of music are you into? And one of the things I said was, oh, like, you know, your 90s indie and, and alternative music and stuff like that. And it was the 90s. That was just all boy bands, weren't it? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was his words. He said, the 90s was just all boy bands, weren't it? And he was only, like, a few years older than us. Yeah, well, a few years older than me. You're a couple of years younger than me, aren't you? But, uh, 
Hey, well, that lot, British wise, obviously, like that. And Gary, Gary Barlow, we've well established that he's a flying cunt. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute asshole. I'm Absolutely still, I'm still fantastic. stuck on your band with the boy bands. That's, <laughs> I think that's just to drop the mic and walk moment, isn't it? It's like, okay, we have nothing to say to each other. <laughs> this guy as well. Um, I was training him up in a truck. And there was three steps to get into the cab of the truck. And, man, a couple of times he, like, missed and forgot there was a third step, so he'd end up with his arse on the floor. Those two things kind of <laughs> level out, yeah, I'll, I'll get that connection. <laughs> and and one time I was talking to him and he was climbing down from the truck and then he just disappeared. And I was like, got out the truck, walked around the other side and he was literally passed out. He'd whacked his head on a cobble on the floor and his head was bleeding from the back kind of thing. And it was a bit of a situation. I thought, oh my God, okay, I'm going yeah. to have a... Gonna have a cold one here, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And but he, you know, he pulled through and he was all right. Oh, good man. Fucking idiot, that. <laughs> yeah. Yes, so take that. Never a fan. The number one album was something that fits into this kind of thing. Where do you sit on Supergrass? I like. I like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, they haven't featured on these so far, have they? But uh, expecting no. them to come up soon. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Well, the other track, obviously, from this album is this. The big one. Yeah, yeah the big one. Um, that kind of would be around this time, wouldn't it? Like so many bands of, of this era, I mean, there's uh, one on this album, there's um, one that's going to come up on subsequent releases who I'm very big on, mm-hmm. but there were a lot of bands that had so much initial promise and released two, kind of maximum two really good albums, and then it just completely fizzled out into nothingness, and I'd put Supergrass in that bracket. Yeah, they, when were they um, doing, you know, when they had a, like a second resurgence? When it was um, pumping on your stereo and that kind of era. It was kind of late 90s, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. You're talking about 98, 99-ish. Yeah, they, that was like a kind of a second peak for them, weren't it then? Yeah, they. Um, if they hadn't split and reformed, then they were definitely very low profile for the best part of three, four years. They were definitely, um, especially him, what was his name? Gaz Coombs. That's it, Gaz Coombs. He seemed to be a bit of a, you know, how Cobain hated Teen Spirit or Electric Six hated Gay Bar or whatever. We presume. Yeah, we presume. I always got the impression that he like detested um, that song. What Detest was it called? All right. All right. Yeah. 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 I can see how anybody would if they if it receives that level of uh, synonymity with them as an act. If mm-hmm. kind of the um, nice word. Yeah. The, um, the the track precedes the artist. It's kind of like, I suppose. Do you hear Derby County referred to anymore, or are they just Wayne Rooney's Derby? Oh, yeah, Rooney's Derby County. Yeah, 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 yeah definitely. It's paying for the uh, the transport, weren't they? The travel and the uh, hotel stays over for away the, games. The, the, the solids have hit the air conditioning down there, haven't they? <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a bit of a, a bit of a spin to get Wayne a bit of a um, positive publicity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's got his work cut out. Yes, he definitely has as a, as a novice as well. Uh, Number one in the US charts. You'll know it. 
waterfalls by TLC, yeah. yeah. Um, I suppose that's the other thing. The US at the time, because none of this kind of music was hitting over in the US, I'd say. There was, you know, big R&B, swing kind of stuff. It was, you know, has it ever been any different? It kind of made its way over here, didn't it? Yeah, I think they're kind of held up as some kind of, uh, you know, yeah, the, the genre leaders kind of thing. Is it kind of like perceived wisdom that without them, for example, there'd be no Destiny's Child? Um, yeah, I suppose. Do you think Destiny's Child was just a, a you know, like the Pussycat Dolls was a, a vehicle for shirt singer? Yeah. Was Destiny's Child that for Beyonce? Not on the same level. No. Um, oh, God. No. Maybe, yeah. maybe to some degree, but uh, there's probably an element of her breaking out and just mm. uh, just being the breakout star uh, of those three. What did TLC? Is it Left Eye? Left Eye Lopez. She's Has dead. She passed away, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then it was Chili and T Boz, were not it? I couldn't tell you the other two. <laughs> Your initial face. <laughs> I'm alarmed that you know this. <laughs> I believe Chili was um, a wrestling reference number 10, probably for the podcast, when she hit one of the WrestleManias shown in the crowd. You know, when they pan around, hey, it's Adam Sandler, it's bloody Chili from TLC. Oh, was that one of the Russo Manias? <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, I, I think I tore through them with uh, my finger on fast forward. <laughs> Certainly haven't rewatched them since the time. <laughs> What's the deal with swapping Road Dog and Billy Gunn matches oh, two man, weeks before that, that one? Don't bring that up now. That's a whole other thing. Somebody sent me... Um, a, a, I meant to read that out. Somebody sent me a, an email. Uh, and it, I was questioning your state of mind in saying that Brett was, uh, you know, the, the superior worker to Sean. There's a whole other podcast there. I'm down. I completely no. agreed with you whoever said that. I can't find it right now, but yeah. That's, it, it, it's insanity. <laughs> it's insanity. I'll tell you that the business would be in a much healthier state now if in sort of, I suppose, the, uh, the politically pushed folklore, Brett was held in the same reverence as Sean because... The melodrama now is just no. Yeah, no. yeah. Just don't think that Brett helps himself nowadays. But hey. oh, Brett owns it nowadays. <laughs> you know, you he know doesn't. he's just gonna—he's the crazy old man in the corner. You know he's gonna flick him the V's, do what he likes, and go and present the Owen Hart Cup. Oh yeah, yes, yes, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, hundred percent. You know yeah. that's gonna happen. Yeah, Brett's gonna do what he wants. Sean's <laughs> gonna dance to the company line. Okay, let's get into this. That's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> it, it can really go down a, a proper wormhole, that could. Uh, we kick off this double CD album with, man, this is the summer of 1995. We're going to kick this off with the biggest band in Britain at the time, definitely. Uh, some would say the biggest band in the world, but I never really took that seriously. This was the first number one by this band in the UK charts. It was released on, well, it charted on the 6th of May 1995. It was a number one single. It has stayed on the UK charts for 83 weeks. I think we had it the other day, didn't we? I believe it was the number one single when The Last Shine was released. I think you might be right. So that would make a nice bit of symmetry. We'll only have a little bit, though. Oh, 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 
Actually, you know, just stop that. Instead, we'll play one of the uh, the B sides from that single. <laughs> There, Mr. Milstrung, this is Classic Oasis. So we're not talking about that song. We're talking about some might say. Yeah, and what a what a um, what what a stroke of luck with that being number one at the time of uh, Shine yeah. coming out. They can shoehorn it into here, and it's got that uh, shine within hey. the first couple of minutes, hasn't it? So they looked out. Yes, the luck was in. It was written in the stars. Uh, oh man, I should be wearing it now, and I'm meant to be. I bought a t-shirt. The other day, and it just says in the Oasis font, it just says "shine" oh, yeah. <laughs> across the front. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, probably a good gateway track f- uh, for them, which I suppose is uh, we haven't really dug into it too deeply yet. We probably will as we move on, but mm-hmm. it's probably the album's purpose to be uh, kind of an all-encompassing gateway to the genre, snapshot of the the landscape at the time. So, yeah, and in and it, uh, sorry, and in that landscape. Some might say being the first number one for Oasis, being the first track released from What's the Story Morning Glory. What's the Story Morning Glory stood, didn't it really? Head and shoulders out of this genre as being, well, in, in sales, in legacy sales and stuff like that. It's It was and probably still is the one that yes, yeah. everyone gravitates to as sort of like the touchstone, the um, probably the central cog. Um, around the movement at the time, would you say? Oh yeah, definitely. It's just everything. The the thing about Oasis and especially that album, there's so many songs which people, everybody knows, which weren't singles. Yeah. Um, shit like She's Electric, or like this B side, or Half the World Away. You know, they're all, as you say, cultural touchstones, yeah. which everybody knows those songs. I can't really think of any other band aside from maybe The Beatles, the obvious choice, who people know as many of their songs that weren't big singles. Okay. Yeah? There, there, there's a challenge between now and the end of the uh, <laughs> 19 tracks to go. <laughs> so well, if, I, if I go quiet or unresponsive, it's because I'm, 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 I'm definitely trying to... You ain't having Sean, and you ain't having that. <laughs> Radiohead. <laughs> oh no, man! Come on, everyone knows the singles. <laughs> everyone knows the singles, but yeah, um, yes. So, from the biggest band in the world at that time, <laughs> we'll go to. Could I just pull you up on one thing yes, about uh, about some might say? Mm-hmm. Um, I'll, I'll give you an old solo in the bridge. That's a decent hook, but uh, you know my pet hate. It's got a lazy, lazy fade out. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, somewhere. Lazy fade out. Fade and repeat. Yep. I think on an album, you're more right, probably doing it once. Yep. Yeah. Living on a prayer, you know what I mean? How, how are you going to end that otherwise? But if you're doing it rinse and repeat, uh, yeah, yeah. Which, to be fair, Oasis don't do loads. There's, there's usually finishes. Now, just one question I've got before we move on to the next track. Do you have the next track as <laughs> Paul Willis Changing Man or I, The Stone Roses? I have it as Paul Willis Changing Man. Okay, that's all right. It's, it's as if I've got it. Yeah, Christ. Are there alternate versions of this floating around in cyberspace? Well, it's really weird because I've got two versions. I've got the, the way that I've done the track listing on, on my phone. Yeah. And then I've written it down a completely other way around. Like, I've got Weller, if Weller is track two. Yeah. It's like 11 on my next one. But hey, we'll go for this. Paul Weller. Now, Radio 1 obviously was mental on all this kind of music at the time, wasn't it? This was as much in vogue as bloody SoundCloud, Instagram, mumble rap is nowadays. And man, people were well on the Weller train. Not me. Fun or not? Not particularly. Um, yeah, I'm, not, I'm never really been sure how I feel about him, um, to be honest. At the time, felt a bit dad rocky almost. Oh, you know we said about, um, was it New Order? Yes, feeling said, like a relic yeah, at the time. I think Weller felt like that to me, definitely, at yeah, that time. Yeah, I don't think this does him massive favours in the context of what it's surrounded by there's not a great deal going on instrumentally in this track structurally it's a bit predictable although it's don't you think that's his that's his jive though yeah, about three and a half minutes it, it's at least easily digestible um, I used to work with a guy who was a massive jam fan mm-hmm. and a massive Weller solo fan mm-hmm. um, and he absolutely detested the style council so, uh, okay yeah. now I used to wind him up something yeah, fierce yeah, yeah. about like oh talking about Style Council was uh, you know it's the best stuff he's ever done just to see him go apoplectic but in fairness at least he was he was branching out and trying to do something a bit different and this kind of era just feels in retrospect like him going back to the well a little bit and just playing to the gallery back to the well uh, um, back to the well uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah was this off was it Stanley Road the album Yes. I believe. Yeah, it's got him as a boy with the road sign behind him. Yeah. Um, there were a couple around that time, weren't there, that came in sort of quick succession. Mm. I may have that completely wrong. I don't know. That sounds about right. Yeah. Mm. I can I can remember, the only way I can like, sum it up, I can remember Stu, Stewie D summing up saying, oh, I hate Mella, that, that mod cunt. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> he does one tune that I do like uh, from his solo career, and that's uh, You Do Something To Me. It's a good song. However, Skunk and Nancy do it better. Oh, do they? Yeah. Yeah. They do an acoustic oh, okay. gig. They, they played an acoustic gig, released the uh, the DVD of it, and they absolutely slay that tune. Was it 95 that Skunk and Nancy headlined Glaster? Glastonbury. Oh, sorry. Sorry for calling me mm. Glaster then. Oh, we're going I think to it was later. I want to say 99. Oh, was that late? Yeah. Really? Fucking hell. Look at that. I could be out there. Yeah? It's got to have been later than this. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It'll be, it'll be later than this, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, I, you know, I was doing a bit of research on him. And um, this is lifted from Wikipedia completely. But it was like the song expresses well as mantra of breaking things up if they're getting too comfortable. Like he doesn't, oh, if, if things are going well, he can't, he, he thinks, no, it's stunting me professionally and, um, what's the word, uh, creatively. Okay. Um, he broke up with his, he divorced his wife the previous year before yeah. he released this album. Uh, it said breaking up what appeared to the public to be a happy ma- marriage. In an interview with Mojo in 2010, he expressed that this was because there were senses, that things were going too well. We were too happy, too comfortable, everything seemed too nice. And that, for me, as a writer and an artist, I might lose my edge. I had to break the shape up, rearrange things. I hope it was worth it, Paul, because I don't think it was. <laughs> if that was the end game. <laughs> well, yeah, I just... Come on. That's, uh, that's like a bloody a 14-year-old TikToking about, like, oh, my life, oh, my life, you know what I mean? Oh, God, I just don't like that. And I partly blame Weller for Oasis' downturn as well. Because I think Noel wanted to be a bit Weller. Mm. And I just... I blame Weller as much as I blame the... Um, what's that bloody um, instrument that I always forget the name of? Mellotron. The Mellotron, yeah. Yeah, Weller and the Mellotron ruined Oasis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not a fan. That track, it got to number seven. It was on the charts for four weeks. Um, it was definitely a big track. And Radio 1 played the hell out of it. Yeah, fair play, Paul. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> right, the next track I have it down is uh, Ash Okay, here we go Oh no, <laughs> here we go Do you remember the time When you were gone from Mars I don't know if you knew that Oh, it's there, playing cards And you were intimate cigars And she never told me her name I still love you to go from Mars First question. Yep. Where do you sit on Ash's bassist? Oh, bassist. Yeah, weren't it Charlotte? Somebody. She, oh, she was. She was the second guitarist, I believe. Oh, was she? She came on board after this album. Oh, okay. Uh, but she went quite quickly thereafter. Oh, there were a three-piece on this album. Yeah, 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 that's right. It's yeah, just yeah. 1977, isn't it? Yeah. I was big on this album um, at the time. Um, yeah, and this track. Funnily enough, I haven't revisited this for quite some time, and I expect it to have not as aged as well as it has. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is better than I remember, so I think this track was the biggest surprise on the album, even though I knew it really, really well. Mm-hmm. I think the guitar on the verse sounds full and beefy, but it retains like, the garage rock sensibility. For and, a young band, it's really well, yeah, good. That's yeah, something yeah, yeah. I wanted to touch on <clears throat> with their age at the time, because I think were they like seventeen yeah, at the yeah, time. Yeah. It's easy to see in retrospect. 
why there were such high expectations of them. I mean, the bridge from about two minutes in, there's a bit of a solo, it breaks down, then it builds back to that bit where it, it, it's a bit almost a cappella with the I sit by the chair in the window. That is songwriting oh, yeah. beyond yeah, their yeah, years. Yeah. yeah, definitely. It really is. So I think the main thing I kind of took back out of listening back to this again, really, given those expectations, which are well-founded on this basis, Ash's ultimate career, were they ultimately a disappointment? Well, I think they had... They definitely had success, didn't they? Yeah. They kind of came from nowhere. I can remember this. Was it Angel Interceptor? Yeah. Um, Kung, Fu, Kung Fu. All them kind of songs. Sort of came, and I didn't pay them any attention whatsoever. It might have been Keith or somebody. Said so they'd watched... Remember when ITV Late Night had like some decent programmes on? Yeah. Like stuff that weren't screened like it is now. And it was something. It was an interview with Ash. And they were talking about, oh, their... Um, their, the things that inspired them and their pe- the bands that they liked. And they were all like massive Sabbath fans and stuff like oh, that. Oh, definitely. Yeah, they, yeah, were, yeah. They, they were cut from that class. And I think I kind of looked at them a bit differently then. Yeah. Uh, and as I say, at the time, never a fan. Yeah. I don't own an Ash record at all. But looking back, I think they did some really good... Indie, Singles? Indie stroke, pop, punky kind yeah. of... You know what I mean? Yeah. I can imagine student student unions, the country over, were um, banging to Ash songs. Yeah, I think I've, I've mentioned on a previous podcast, or I might have said it somewhere in pro- privately in between things, but they're one of those bands, never go full partridge, but I think the best of is the only album you'll ever need. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll hit all the, uh, hit all the notes, yeah, definitely. Yeah. They're um, yeah. decent I, band. I saw Ash once, and I did feel ridiculously sorry for them because it was an all-dayer um there were a number of bands on down at earl's court i believe you said weren't it the nine inch nails nine inch, meant to be yeah, and then it was ash yeah, yeah nine inch nails were due to headline um mm-hmm. and they didn't show up for mm-hmm. reasons i forget but ash and said, everyone was there for them yeah, yeah ash basically were thrust into headliner status and they were playing to thousands of Severely pissed off Nine Inch Nails fans. <laughs> He's not going to That's like a proper <laughs> diametrically opposed yeah. thing as well, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, I felt for those guys that day because they were just on an absolute hiding to nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Fair play for stepping up and banging out your set and going home. Um, yeah, that, that track got to number 11, top 20 hit. Yeah. Uh, it's on the chart of six weeks. Another like summer of 95 song. Ash, Radio 1 were playing the shit out of them, definitely at the time. I would imagine they were a massive evening sessions. Lamac was, like, giving them some serious stick at the time, I would say. I think, was Wiley still on? Uh, or was Wiley daytime by then? Joe Wiley. I think she'd have still been about. She was still with... She was <sighs> comparing no, she... festivals into the kind of early 2000s. So oh, she was still about. She'd have still have been yeah. prominent... Because was it Joe Wiley who did... Because the rock show on Radio 1 didn't return until about 2002-ish, did it? So, and she was definitely the host of that. Oh, was she? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh-uh. She made a living... <laughs> she stole a living for many a year. <laughs> okay. Girl from Mars. Next track is... Uh, this was a bit of a big one at the time. Definitely. Big follow-up single from a band that had been massive anticipation, waiting for this band's album. I can't I can't lie to you and say I was a massive fan of the first album at the time, because I wasn't, because I was a little bit too young. 
I became a big fan of it after. Love it, love it. It's an album I'd like to do on this. Uh, but here was your big follow-up single. <laughs> Love Spreads is a number two single. Number two on the charts, man. It's big for the band at the time. Uh, this was released the previous year, just before Christmas. As I said, the comeback single. It deal, the, apparently the lyrics are about um, viewing Jesus through the guise of being a black woman. What the lyrics are pertaining to completely different to the stuff on the Stone Roses first album. It's not got that indie jangle, jingle jangle, and there's more of a kind of a, a Hendrixy. Exactly what vibe. I've got down here. I've got another instant intro and the intro and certainly the transition into the riff which carries it, reminiscent of Voodoo Child. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's definitely what I've got from it with. 100% on the same page. Definitely. I think um, John Squire was the guitarist, wasn't yep. he? Yep. I think he, because I loved his, um, like when the Stone Roses split, I loved uh, that album he put out with the Seahorses. Some really, really good singles that were played to death in like, the late 90s, yep. Radio 1. Um, what was it? Um, Love is the Law. Love is the Law was the, like, man, the that big solo. That, I mean, the radio edit never has the two-minute solo on it, but it's, he proper like, wanks himself silly for two minutes, and it's fantastic. <laughs> Every little note of it, it's, uh, I'd, I'd put it up there against any of the metal solos. <laughs> um, yeah, love this song, really good. I'd say, um, I think it's half a good song. Mm-hmm. Because it's, it's, it's in the context of your sort of three and a half to four minute radio single, this goes five minutes, so it's quite long. It does. And the second half's a bit from about 2.30 onwards it's a bit pedestrian by comparison to the uh, okay. to that intro and transition yeah um, I think the drums have got an underrated swagger to them um, mm. and just Brown's vocal kind of really encapsulates if you wanted to point to a vocal and say that was the sound of the early t- transitioning into the mid 90s you could point to that vocal and that's as good a, uh, a demonstration of any of uh, never been a great singer has he he's not no I mean, no. there's character there. Yeah. There's and, character there. Yeah, and he's a bit of a questionable persona as well. Yeah, I can remember reading, when he was putting out his solo stuff, reading maybe an interview in oh, some lads mag of the time, you know, and lads mags were a big thing. May have been loaded or whatever. And he just didn't come across as a particularly nice guy. Really. No. And that was then. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah kind of... I think this album as a whole, these series, that they're snapshots of the culture at the time and you've kind of hit the nail on the head there as um, your lads' bags, your loaded, your nuts, um, really feeding into TV, things like The Word, Fantasy Football League, The Girly Show. It Do you was... I think The Word is massively underrated as a cultural thing there? Underrated? Yeah, m- massively underrated. I think the word is res- not necessarily responsible, but definitely responsible for um, publicising and bringing it to a market. 
Yeah, definitely. It was kind of a um, an influencer on YouTube now, wasn't it? If it, <laughs> yeah. if, if it was yeah. on the word, it automatically became cool and everyone wanted it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it was like, a, you know, it was a kind of a crap show, but... There's nothing like that nowadays, is there? You know. No, everything's too homogenised. Yeah, 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 yeah. um, as, as you say, it probably is. Um, your influencer or something yeah. was, has assumed that kind of space. Yep. Yeah. I love, I, I, man, I used to always love the word. I used to love it. A Friday night, man, I was just... Because I was like a bit young to be going out or something. Yeah. You were in and watching it. But, yeah. Uh, you're out trashing the word. Uh, you're out trashing the word. <laughs> the girly show. Mm. But uh, TFI Friday at six o'clock. Mm-hmm. That was the uh, that was that was the best night of the week. <laughs> yes, it was. Yes, it's Friday. <laughs> Friday. <laughs> Are we going to close out with that? <laughs> You've already done that. <laughs> Next track could be my gimmick. <laughs> this is a banger. <laughs> This is another one of those songs, you know, I said about Primal Scream Rocks. This was always a song I wanted as well. Proper 60s vibe going on for it. man, I love that. That just, that like cutting, that piercing uh, lead as well. Oh, yeah. 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 It's raw, but the, um, there's a bit of abstract instrumentation going on behind it, but it just works. Um, Some of the rhyming's a bit clunky and uninspired, but it kind of works with that retro vibe that's going on. So, yeah. yeah, If it was any more profound, it wouldn't work. It's like, um, you wouldn't have been surprised to hear this was a song from... 20 years earlier. Yeah, like by yeah. someone by the animals or, yeah, 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 or, or yeah, yeah, someone yeah, yeah. like that. It's got an almost lazy rhythm to it and that, that, that carries it along. Mm. Uh, short solos, the guitar's incessant but understated. Yeah. Oh. When, the, when the solo picks up as well, you know, towards the end of the song, and he proper goes for it as well. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the Scottish guys, weren't they? Edwin yeah, Collins. from the Orange Juice. From where? Orange Juice. Orange um, Juice? Yeah, post-punk band. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, quite yeah. the departure from this. Yeah? Uh, oh, really? If, yeah. If you give them the blast. It's one of those songs, you'd be, you wouldn't be surprised that as many people hate it as love it. Yeah, but they'd be wrong. They would. They'd be, like, dead wrong. They would. Man, Home and Away wasn't wrong, because this was always playing in the diner in Home and Away. <laughs> it's like they only played PRS on one song, and it was that one. <laughs> I was a neighbours man. Couldn't... Uh, <laughs> Oh, here we go, here we go. Love that, man. Um, top five hit, that was. Number yep. four on the UK charts. It was everywhere. Yeah, yeah, it was. And, yeah, this is the sample of it. You know, uh, Len... Len Barry? One, two, three. Listen to this um, drum. Oh, yeah, it's right away, isn't it? It's instant. just is yeah. and you know the song One, two, three. yeah oh, that's 
Yeah, I mean, I think that's kind of what makes it have that 60s, 50s even yeah, vibe. Yeah. Lazy, incessant swagger. Fantastic. Like, yeah. that is... If I didn't love so much Sabo Oasis so much, then that would be my favourite song on so far. And I see, I love the Stone Roses song as well. Uh, next song, I don't like as much. I know you're probably a fan of this band, aren't you? But surely you didn't like this one, did you? Their biggest hit. And I'll have the, we'll have the, uh, I don't think this version was on this compilation. Because this intro was never played, was it, on the radio or anything? No, it was straight to business. Wasn't mm-hmm. it? A single edit. But that single edit isn't on anything, is it? It's not on an album. It's not on stuff. I think it's on YouTube and that's yeah. about your lot. Maybe a best of. Yeah. And this song made me hate them, unfortunately. It's like a band which, you know, one song and you're like, man. This is where the single edit starts, isn't it? You are. This is where the single edit starts here. Yeah. It's just... Right. I don't like the vocal. I think it sounds wimpy and nothing to it. I don't like brass. I don't like scar and brass and stuff like that. And it reminds me of every single breakfast radio DJ using this as a, like an intro or a loop. You know me really well, but mm-hmm. by now it's it's just it, it, it's frightening. Is you've you've hit the nail on the head again. I'm a fan of the Boo Radleys. Mm. I hate this track. I bet um, they've done really good stuff. Yeah, I, I, d- I don't like this agreeing with you, so I'll reiterate it again. Brett pisses <laughs> all over Sean from a great height. Okay. But back to the Boo Radleys. Yeah, this is... Um, I'd be interested to know how this was received by their existing fan base. Um, Liverpool and band, aren't they? Yeah, hmm. yeah. As a departure of what they did previously. The predecessor album was called Giant Steps, and that's a fantastic album. Okay. Now, if you listen to like, the lead single off that, which is I Hang Suspended, mm-hmm. it's not apples and oranges, but it really does feel like an attempt to cash in on the zeitgeist mm-hmm. now if you listen to say another track on that album I've pulled out Lazarus here as an example go and Spotify that bad boy it's comparatively dense and understated compared to this you've got the, in, the supposedly infectious chorus which I suppose it is the harmonies are playing to the masses they were on creation they um, were they were yeah yeah we'll have a bit of Lazarus in the background let's do but- it it's it's such a departure, oh much, much more in common with the likes of uh, Ride and Slow Dive than anything to do with the Britpop movement. It just I could have this wrong. This could have been the direction they were going. I wasn't in any way invested in them at the time. This was the first thing I ever heard from them. I've had to pick up their back catalogue retrospectively, but yeah, it just feels like it's a bit dub, 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 dub be good to me. Little bit. Yeah. So these were around a, a long time before Wake Up Boo. Wake Up Boo is their third album, but everyone thinks oh, of them okay. as a one-hit wonder. Yeah, they do. Yeah, you'd yeah. put them in that thing, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. to go all hipster, yeah, I prefer their earlier stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> She's a bit royed, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. yeah, definitely. How long is this? Fairly long. Oh, oh. oh, actually, that one's only four and a half minutes. I was going to say, yeah, you're yeah. clocking over, over four. Man, that's, that's instantly better than Wake Up Boo to me. Infinitely, yeah. 
So that that's one I've always hung my hat on when people will mention a lot of the Boo Radlers. And I say, hang on, go back and check out their first two albums, and you'll be very pleasantly surprised. Mm. And wake up, Boo, and get in the sea. <laughs> get in the sea. Okay, so I didn't like the Boo Radlers. I didn't. Actually, we've got a bit of a, a run, a, a triple punch of bands that I wasn't fans of now. Now, a lot of people gave this guy a lot of credit for writing a bit of a an indie pop classic and putting together little melodies and stuff like that. You've all heard the songs by him. Well, you've, everybody surely heard one song written by him anyway. I mean, fair play to the lad. I think he realised very early, sell your music out to stuff, because how many Lightning Seed songs have been on adverts and video packages? Shit um, like that. Football highlight show intros. Oh, yeah. This is it. I think, I genuinely believe, the Lightning Seeds are not a real band. It's an elaborate ruse. <laughs> I think a session musician or someone wrote the intro theme to, was it Football Focus or whatever they Definitely it was Gold for. of the Month. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Badil and Skinner's mate, they needed to cling on to something for a bit of musical credibility to write Three Lions. Mm-hmm. So they invented this band he was in. Because do you know, do you, who was buying this wafer thin shite? You know, I used to go out with a girl who was a big fan of the Lightning Seed. Seriously? Oh, that's that's one person I've ever known who's bought yeah, a Lightning Seed um, record. Yeah. Uh, it's not for me, mate. Not, yeah. not for me at all. Yeah. And well, this track. Too lazy to write an intro, weren't they? <laughs> yeah. I even at the time, I think we were vaguely aware of them, but oh, they were so un- they were slightly more cool than the Lighthouse family. Yeah, well, yeah, they were in that kind of that pit, weren't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah, the pit of despair. <laughs> the Lighthouse family and people, you know, that yeah. kind of, the same kind of people listen yeah. to this. Yeah. Was, I remember you saying... They were further up the ladder out of it, but they were still in there. <laughs> I remember you saying, like, what was it? That the Killers were were uh, festival music for somebody who for Foo Fighters were a bit yeah, too... Yeah, too out there. But yep. Lightning Seeds surely are this kind of music for people who yeah. pick any of the other bands on this, yeah, this set yeah. were a bit too out yeah, there. Yeah, definitely. I think if, if you had uh, kind of built-in Bluetooth and, and um, CPUs in cars in those days, their music would have been pre-loaded into every new Audi, <laughs> wouldn't it? <laughs> They've definitely been on car adverts and stuff like that They've as got well. A bit, oh, they, were, they were definitely on the Halifax, weren't they? I think they've been on everything. I don't know. He's made a lot of money, definitely, from licensing his songs, I'd say that. Um, There have been 115 songs throughout the history of the UK charts called Change, and this is one of them. (laughs) I'm not going to say it's the best one, but it's definitely one of them. (laughs) I can't think of it. Can you think of another one? I can't think of one. Man, I did obviously look at it at the time. I remember Changes. With Ozzy and with Sabbath, yeah. Sabbath or Ozzy and Kelly, yeah. yeah. Which is but, now uh, the uh, opening theme to Big Mouth on Netflix, which is... What, um, Big Mouth? Oh, it's, it's an animated series on Netflix. It's so wrong. Oh, no, yes, actually, I am aware yeah. of Big Mouth. Have you watched the Masters of the Universe reboot? 
I'm about four episodes in. Yeah, what are you thinking? Yeah. Um, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I'm all right. I'm okay, all right. I'll, I will give it a punt, actually. Not a lot of He-Man. It's hard for me to try and sell this to Lindsay. <laughs> no, no, my wife doesn't. Um, she uh, her head goes into some mobile game. Is Farmville still a thing? What was what was what was the one with all the coloured balls they used to play? Uh, oh, Candy Crush. Candy Crush. Tomb yeah. Blast. Tomb Blast. Swear it at, man. <laughs> I think we had a dodgy song on the last one, didn't we? There was, because I was bowled over that they weren't a one-hit wonder. Yes. And this further reinforces it. I, I this was the, the other title. one that I said. Well, I saw the title and I was like drawing a blank. And then as soon as it kicked in, I was like, I've heard this before. No, yeah. who knew? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we said then they had that kind of mamas and papas kind of, you know what I mean? That, yeah, yeah. I don't know, I don't know how to describe it really, but kind of a retro feel to it. Yeah. Which I think a lot of the music really around this era mm. did have. Yeah. This one's one paced. Not for me. Um, inoffensive but unmemorable. Uh, then, uh, as I'm listening to it, I'm writing up, I was bored before the two minute mark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. I'm yeah. with you on yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I can't see when I've got it in my list. Um, yeah, this was a re release. Um, it was released in June of 95, got to 19 on the charts. They had previously released it the year before, uh, just barely broke into the top 40. Uh, and this was basically called Staying Out for the Summer 95. As yes. To, yeah. Uh, yeah, dodgy, man. Much like Wake Up Boo, got the stink on the Boo Radleys for me. Yep. Good enough, got the stink on yep. Dodgy for me. Yeah, but probably more deserved mm. with Dodgy than the Boo yeah. Radleys. I just hated that breakdown bit where it's I can't do it while other music's playing, but yeah. Yeah, not for me. Nah, but better than the next track. Oh, no way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Okay, so the next track. You don't like it? We'll, we'll get into it. <laughs> okay, okay. So from the uh, ashes of the Lars, the came cast. Uh, what was it? Did they do the internet or something? This song was used on another advert song. Do you really want to know? Do you want to get hard? Do you just want to take it all and go? Because you got to let it out. If you wanna let it in, you gotta let a little bit of love it in and make it all begin. You gotta fight time, pick the right time to make a change. Cause it's a fight time to pick the right time to make a change. 
Okay, so the debut single by Cast, Fine Time, Talk To Me. We've established you're a big mark for Oasis. Mm-hmm. Who would you say are a poor man's Oasis? <laughs> oh, I can see the track you're trying to go down here. Um, a poor man's Oasis would be Shed 7, I would okay. say first. Right, then Cast are a poor man's Shed 7. <laughs> that, oh, one lyric stands out on this to me. You've got to let it out. If you want to let it in, I mean, seconds of thought went into that, didn't it? That is pseudo profound <laughs> bullshit. That is, that is the encapsulation of try hard, and it's just that's that's not e- oh, it's not even a level up in nonsensical. You have got to swing it, shake it, move it, make it. Who do you think you are? This is, it's pseudo profound, like uh, altogether now by the farm. It's on that level of, again. Of, of try hard. Yeah, this was. I timed it. It's for three minutes and five seconds. I'll never get back. And uh, yeah, I've, I've only got a few little memories of cast. Um, Walk away. We hark back just now to the lightning seeds. Too lazy to write an intro. They did a song called uh, Guiding Star. They were too lazy to write an intro to that. That was straight mm-hmm. into what they thought was a hook. Uh, news flash lads. It wasn't. I don't mind that one. Oh, terrible. Terrible. But I, I had a mate at the time and he was quite big into not big into them, but he was moderately into cast, shall we say. Yeah. But he was big into buying stuff up and he bought singles. And he had one single and they played, he played the B-side of this cast single. It was called Hoedown. And if you want to find a competitor for, um, <laughs> what what is it? Um, Glamorous Indie Rock and Roll by The Killers as one of the absolute worst atrocities committed to record by a band that professed to be serious. Yeah. Okay, it's a B-side, but... You don't put that atrocity what was out. What's called? Hoedown. Hoedown. Cast. I can't remember it. It's on YouTube. I I, I checked it out because I just I, I had PTSD from <laughs> just hearing Cast again and brought back memories of this song Hoedown. It's one of the worst things you'll you'll ever hear. That's not novelty or just throwaway disposable pop. The 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 girl who I went out with who liked the lightning seeds, she bought me for Christmas one year the cast album Mother Nature Calls. Um, yeah. And that's got Guiding Star on it. Yeah. Yeah. And I always thought there were some good songs on that album. Do you remember this one? This was the in the first song on the album. You can't hate this as much. It was like a slightly more grown-up sound. Yeah? It's just tainted. Give me some time to be me. I can understand not liking the vocals, maybe. That's probably a big part of it. I'm not hating it. Mm. I like it when it when it kicks in. No, hang on. I'm gonna run you around on that. No, the instrumental's not bad. <laughs> yeah, you, you're not winning me over, lads. Uh, I'll be honest. You're not the only ones on this compilation who are failing to win me over. But okay, um, yeah, that. I mean, fine time. It wasn't one of my favourites. You know, like Sandstorm, um, Walk Away. Obviously, everyone knows Walk Away. Yeah, top twenty hits, like nearly everything on this is. But yeah, we'll leave Cast alone because we will be visiting them again on future um, showing albums. Yeah, I need to learn some new words. 
<laughs> oh god! Uh, right, next one. I can remember one of your takeaways from the shine last time was, "Oh, that's a band I'm going to take a bit of a dive into." Oh, massively. Okay. Yeah, and that band was Elastica. No more heroes for the Stranglers. That's exactly what I've got. <laughs> and you know what? I um, I thought it was so reminiscent. I actually Googled, and it was my own thought. I Googled, has anybody else made that comparison? It turned yeah. out loads. So that isn't a you and I original, but yeah, it's it's, it's staring you in. Weren't there song the last time as well? Was it a wire? Was it wire? There de- there's definitely a massive post-punk influence there. Oh, mega, um, mega, I mega. Mean, Justine's vocals, very Lenny Lovitch, Patti Smith, I thought I said before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, for that reason, I think they were lazily bumped into Britpop, and I think maybe at the time I equally lazily bumped them into the uh, kind of sleeper, Republica wheelhouse. So, yeah, other, you're other absolutely female right. fronted band kind yeah, of. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I, a- absolutely lazy. Maybe I've got them confused, but yeah. Loved um, Connection. Love this. Mm-hmm. Same album. Love mm-hmm. that album. Did they, I think they did one other album after this. They only did did they? two albums, did they? Yeah, they, they seem to have a very limited output, okay. definitely. But um, yeah, had a run through that album. Really liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I've talked to you about this before. I've got a little pantheon of bands. Um, and I'll get pelters for different ones off different people. Mm-hmm. But uh, in this pantheon of bands, um, and this is kind of why I can be an advocate for a, uh, a kind of short career with one or two albums. And yeah. this pantheon of bands is um, Guns N' Roses, yeah, 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 Rage Against the Machine, uh-huh. um, Arcade Fire, mm-hmm. Counting Crows, mm-hmm. System of a Down, Amen, and the XX. Okay, yeah. yeah. Out of nowhere. Stonewall classic of a debut album mm. and if they'd have released that album toured once to split up each of those bands would be absolutely mythical <laughs> but they tried not that they all released or in fact even the majority of them released anything that could be construed as bad subsequently yeah. but they, it was such a bolt from the blue classic unexpected debut that for me they never followed it. Mm, mm, mm. Gaz will give me pelters for System of a Down, won't he? <laughs> yeah, he probably will, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He loves yeah. the system. I, I absolutely adore that first album, the self-titled. Which is the first on the System of a Down, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right, yeah. yeah. Controversial for probably 90% of the people, but I don't think Toxicity followed it. I oh, thought, no. I thought it was bloated. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Had some good tracks on it. Mm, mm. Some Probably they're some of their biggest tracks, really. Yeah, but, um, Had some yeah. real bangers on it. Oh, but you appreciated a bit of Elastica, love. Loving it, yeah. Mm? Yeah, definitely, definitely digging Elastica. Wish I'd, wish I'd have been there at the time. And this is a tune. Lifts, lifts a lot. Leans heavily on the post-punk movement, or even, like you say, with the Stranglers leaning, leaning into that punk mm, movement. But, mm. um, but yeah. that was my bag at the time, so how I miss this. Kicking myself. Okay. Laziness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you you mentioned that one of the bands, but we've got a bit of a, a follow through of female fronted bands now. Yeah. Uh, the next one, I wasn't big in knowing that. Sorry, I wasn't big on this song. I didn't really know this one by this band, uh, or I thought I didn't until I listened to it, and I was like, oh yeah, I do actually know that 
last time we had was it us who had zombie? It was. Yeah. Yeah. It was wasn't it? Uh, zombie by the Cranberries. This is off the same album, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Um, ridiculous thoughts. This is. It was a top twenty hit for the Cranberries. Uh, late summer '95. Where do you sit on this? It's oh, well, I was surprised that it, we had two in two from the Cranberries on these compilations. Mm. I, I was surprised. That, were they that at the forefront of? Like they were very big at the British time. Isles guitar based music in 1995 um, it's not instant this song at all um, probably works a bit better in an album setting I don't like the intro mm. it, ta- it takes a while I-, I quite like how the intensity builds towards the final have to hold on refrain mm. the track's a real slow burn and I think it rewards you a bit for sticking with it like a slow Avril <laughs> yeah it does actually it does um, it's not a bad song but all I can hear is Shakira <laughs> well that's that, that's something else because you've said previously you're not a massive fan of um, accents and singing yeah I don't mind it sometimes but I just I can just hear Shakira yeah, mm. yeah. <laughs> honestly <laughs> Definitely reward you for sticking with it, but then again, I've criticised Oasis for it. I've got to criticise here. Lazy ass fade out. Oh, is it a fade out? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. The hips don't lie, do they? <laughs> Are you familiar with, um, because obviously they're not Irish band, the Cranberries, are you familiar with a a singing Irish comedian called David O'Doherty? No. I went to see him in Stratford uh, Mm. a few years ago at the Comedy Festival, but uh, YouTube up uh, his song Shakira. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'll, give a, I'll give her a list. Um, he closes his set with, uh, he says he's going to do a duet, and then he looks around and um, unfortunately Shakira hasn't made it so I'm going to be singing her parts as well <laughs> it's good it's worth okay, it's, it's a watch I've it's written funny. that down I'll, have a, I'll listen to that um, thumbs up thumbs down on this one yeah thumbs thumbs slightly up mm. thumbs leaning up leaning up um, mm. on the first minute and a half I wasn't feeling it but I got there okay okay uh, after that we'll go into another female fronted band uh, I believe we said before, didn't we, about the, what was it, the Mount Bowmore of 90s indie or pop women or something like liking that. liking a bit of Louise? Well, I think she would have definitely been put up on that. I don't know where I, um, if I include her, but for now, we'll say yeah. Even that, I don't know about this song. It's like filler, it's like mid-album filler kind of, it seems to me. When taking the aesthetics out of the, uh, out of the equation, um, mm. she's got a pleasant voice and the mm. verses are fairly mellow and enjoyable. I just think the kind of thing that, the kind of vibe this gives off, 
Um, I've kind of make an editor's and Interpol comparison. Like, there's no need for, for there to be any world or any parallel dimension where both the editor, editors and Interpol exist in it. You pick one or the other. And I think if Sleeper are going in this direction, I draw a comparison with early cardigans, and I think the cardigans okay. did it with a bit more kittish, kit, kittish charm, yes. so to speak. Yeah. But I've I had Sleeper kind of pegged again, probably lazily, as like a precursor to indie landfill. I knew they were about, but I never really kind of gave them the time of day. I couldn't have named you a Sleeper song before I listened to this, really. But the verse is mellow and enjoyable, and it didn't it states welcome, so. Yeah, it's I, okay. I think they, the magazines at the time and everything, sort of coined the phrase um, "sleeper bloke," didn't they? For the like the other people who were the other parts of a, a female-fronted band yeah. at the time, and oh, the new sleeper bloke band came along, kind of thing. And I think the band embraced it in the end, and all the lads had the t-shirts with "sleeper blo- bro- <laughs> bloke" on them. <laughs> but. They, um, I definitely heard on Absolute Radio there was some kind of, I don't know if it was a Butlins or something gig recently where Sleeper were playing at it. So I think a few bands from then have had a bit of a renaissance and they are Exactly the word I was going to use. I think you had the 80s Renaissance festivals really sort of 10 years ago and now that's sort of parlayed its way into the 90s. And I think a few people I know are very reluctant based on the kind of crowd that Oasis and Blur attracted yes. sort of post-explosion, really. Mm-hmm. And I don't think there's much to worry about, really, on that score because I don't think those who rode the crest of the wave really became Blue Tone superfans, did they? <laughs> possibly not, possibly not. <laughs> Even though a lad at work went to see the Blue Tones a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, 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 I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. still at it. Yeah, 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 somewhere in Birmingham, weren't they? I believe. Uh, but yeah. the Institute, somewhere like yeah, that. Yeah, maybe some. Um, we'll have one more. Man, colour me stunned when I found out this was an American band. <laughs> Smell a 90s sitcom, yeah? Game on. Yes. Yeah. It was also in Dumb and Dumber. Yes. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. I'd be interested to see how Time's Treated Game On. I'll get the feeling it's probably not aged very well. (laughs) Oh, man. Game On. Ginger Tosser. (laughs) kind of thing. (laughs) Um, Samantha Janus, weren't it? Yeah. When she was like... It and hadn't had all the shit done to a mush. Weren't she banging fucking what was his name at the time? What's his name? The uh, he's dead now. The film director. Oh, Fat lad. Winner. Um, Michael, Michael Winner. Winner. Yeah, Seriously. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, calm down, dear. It's a commercial yes, calm fame. Calm down, dear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that a thing? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Oh, every day's a school day. Yeah. Um, 
absolutely shocked to find out these were an American band. Yeah. I suppose um, they kind of fit into the lemonade kind of I was going to say, vibe. I don't think they did, but would you be shocked if someone told you they morphed into the Goo Goo Dolls? <laughs> oh, no, 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 not at all. Not at all. Yeah. Apparently they supported Swayed and the Cranberries and the Wonder stuff on okay. various gigs. Yeah. Um, the original was from 93, the album Flipping Out. And then it was re-released on the back of Game On in the UK charts. That's what I thought because uh, I'm glad you've confirmed that because my assumption was if this album is intended to be a snapshot of culture at the time, I think Britpop, um, to sort of use a general term, it's as good a phrase as any, it, it was so ingrained in mainstream culture at the time. Did this kind of get here on the back of that? Because I don't see any other reason for its inclusion. No, no, it would have been definitely from that. Were you uh, a watcher of Game On? Yeah, yeah. Can you remember any episode whatsoever of Game On? Um, I remember... Uh, there was one... Was it Matt, the one who was agoraphobic and wouldn't go out? Um, I remember one uh-huh. where he was determined to join the army based on Samantha Janus's boyfriend being a squaddy. And he invented an entire persona around it and got rumbled. Was it filmed in the same place as Memby Open Badly? It's very much so. Another one that <laughs> I watched back a couple of years ago and had massively fond memories of, and I was like, yeah, this hasn't aged well at all. What, Memby Open Badly? No, yeah, I know. Yeah, it hasn't, has it? I've seen that quite recently. Yeah. And uh, I can remember enjoying it at the time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Definitely. That was cutting edge comedy when we were like <laughs> oh, yeah. 13, 14, and. In the nineties, but yeah, it's it was of its time, mm, mm. and probably needs to needs to stay there. Um, yeah, that was massive, and yeah, I can see why that got got a bit of play there. Uh, Gigolo Aunts, we haven't actually mentioned the band. No. I mean, what kind of names that as well? Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, if, yeah. Hit us up with the story behind that one. Yeah, if somebody can give me the the yeah. uh, the, the lowdown on that Gigolo Aunts. How do we get to that? But not, yeah. not inspiring you to do a dive? No, not no. at all. It's inspiring me to take a break. Yeah. Shall we take a break on that note? Yeah, don't get that one, so let's, yeah. um, let's wipe the slate and, uh, <laughs> and start again. Right, we'll be back in a sec. Don't forget, you can get in touch with the show directly, jukeboxpod at gmail.com. You can follow the show on Facebook, search for Personal Jukebox Podcast, on Instagram at jukeboxpod, and leave a review or comments, spread the word, spread the gospel of the Personal Jukebox Podcast.
for the dulcet tones of Miss Jennifer Lopez there. Stuart Boyd, are you a fan of J-Lo? I don't even associate with music. I associate with Sunday afternoon rom-coms on Channel 5. <laughs> uh, made in Manhattan. <laughs> Something like and that. It's, and it's ilk. I'm sure there's a number of straight-to-DVD equivalents. It's... Someone at Channel 5 picked up a job lot. Maybe he found a, a, a suitcase on the hard shoulder of the M25. Have you ever seen Out of Sight with her and Clooney? Oh, good God, no. No? <laughs> <laughs> oh, good God, no. Now, I was reading something today in one of the local papers, and I noticed one of the local cinemas has got it on, but uh, is it Mean Girls Day or Mean Girls Week? Really? You see Mean Girls? Um... Have, have we Possibly. talked about Mean Girls on this podcast I don't think before? so, no. We haven't. No? I talk about Mean Girls a lot. It's phenomenal. You're a Mean Girls fan? Oh, it's brilliant. Is it not just Clueless? Oh, good God, no. 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 I was on the plane coming back from Vegas, um, and they had the same bunch of films as we had going out. Now, going out, I watched Shrek 2 three times. Um, Why? Was that the choice? There was Shrek 2, there was The Day After Tomorrow, which I'd already seen and was you awful. You decent stuff, man. Yeah, there was some kind of Clooney and Julianne Moore rom-com. Mm. And there was Mean Girls. Well, coming back, I said to, um, I said to Daz, who I was, who was with, um, I wasn't watching Shrek 2 again. I wasn't watching Day After Tomorrow again. So it was a two-horse race. And I said, oh, I'm going to watch this Mean Girls. And he's like, oh, well, knock yourself out. I'm going to go to sleep. <laughs> so he had a nap. And uh, he kind of woke up for the opening credits and I was taking my headphones off. And he was oh, so you stuck with it. I was like, mate, that was fantastic. <laughs> I'm going again. Yeah, I, 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 now, I now own Mean Girls. Oh, and, really? and I, I make no apologies for it. Okay. Mean Girls. Who's in Mean Girls? Lindsay. Oh, it's... Um, yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, 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 the yeah, now... Yeah. Um, oh, yes. Sorry, Rachel I McAdam, who's... Career's taken off since I have as well. Seen it. I have seen yeah. it. Yes. Tina Fey. Yes, yeah, I have seen and, uh, it. Yeah. Amy Poehler, mm-hmm, who's mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Leslie in uh, Parks and Rec. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes, ah, Mean Girls fan over there. You'd never have guessed. Oh, I'd, I'll wear it on my sleeve. <laughs> it's phenomenal. Hey, um, on the last, one of the last few episodes, and me and Si got into a discussion about um, Josh, what's his name, out of Queens of the Stone Age. Oh, Josh Homme. Yeah. Rongan or what? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that seemed to be what Si was saying. I wasn't aware of um, all the kerfuffle. The, stuff yeah, there's some on. shenanigans going on at the mm. moment, uh, reportedly, yeah. Um, I was a massive Queens fan until Nick mm-hmm. left, and then I think they fell off a cliff. Uh, like Clockwork was a decent album. Yeah. Those first three. Oh, banging. Mm. Three mm. banging albums. Were you a Caius fan as well or not? Kind of in retrospect. Mm. Yeah, I picked them up through kind of Queens. Like going back and listening yeah. to them and yeah, yeah, yeah that ba- kind of based stuff. On, based on Josh's involvement, yeah, and, and Nick's involvement as well. And where do you sit on the Foo Fighters? Mm, yeah, stadium rock for the massive masses. Mm. Did you like their first album? Like the first one. Yeah. Really like the second one. Yeah. Diminishing returns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the latest one. Have you heard it? Haven't or? touched it. No. Haven't touched an album of theirs since one by one. Okay. Yeah. I think they're prime for looking at on this kind of on this podcast. Something by them anyway. Yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah, we we aren't here to talk about the Foo Fighters or uh Josh Homme. Josh what's his name? 
well, I'd always called him Hom for years, but apparently it is pronounced Hommy. Hommy, yeah. Gosh, Hommy's ins and outs of his uh, stuff. We left off last time with Gigolo Aunts, and I think we've only got seven tracks, I haven't really to get through now. The next track is... Did we have a track by these last time? I don't think so. No? I think this is their debut on the... Uh on the series. Okay. A Smiths fan in the house. Uh, who, who are they slightly influenced by? Yeah, he's Morrissey minus the sardonic lyricism. It is, it? isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I was, I've got a couple of comparisons. There's lazy comparisons. I don't know. Make wow. comparisons to other artists a lot in this episode. Yeah. But I suspect they're Creed to the Smiths Pearl Jam. At, yeah. at best, at absolute <laughs> best, they're probably maybe Silver Sun pickups to. The Smith Smashing Pumpkins. I yeah, th- I yeah, think yeah. that's doing Silver Sun pickups a disservice. Mm. I've got a couple of good songs. Actually. They're a banging band. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know a lot of their stuff, but um, the bits and pieces that I've heard, I thought, oh, they're, they're, I'm going to write them down now. That first album pickup is uh, that's a good one. Yeah, because I've always thought, oh, I'll give them a listen. Yeah, and I haven't far more than I ever thought I would give Gene a listen to yeah definitely I've kind of put I'd listen to a few more tracks but that's my strong suspicion and that, I think we're wrong here are we no no there'll be a Gene super fan out there somewhere in one of the far flung corners of the world throwing things at their um, did they put a lot of stuff out do you know or what I don't think they did they were they were kind of I think there was they were seen by certainly in retrospect sort of like four or five years later as kind of one of the also runs of the scene but again based on who their influences so clearly are I think it's just a British band who are predominantly guitar led lazily lumped into this scene I don't think they're a, they're a good fit on the basis of this no I man Gene when I think Gene it reminds me in my head straight away I think Keen and fucking hell oh you know on that on the last album on the last um, episode we recorded we were saying about bands from like the mid to early 2000s Keen oh my good lord there weren't even a guitar string to be found was there weren't it all just um, drums and piano kind of thing you, you've gone off on Keen on a previous episode. Have I? Yeah. 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 Not for me. Not Pass for me, me by. <laughs> this is another band I didn't know a lot about, and I believe they only put out um, some stuff. <laughs>
looking at that. We, you're pulling um, an inquisitive face at the vocals, and I've just made that you, Debbie Harry. Okay. Um, I'd. Okay, yeah, I can hear it yeah. now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Until I read this track list, I genuine, genuinely never heard of Beverly. I can remember the name from mm. the time. My wife did when I was kind of going through it, and that's something I'll never live down. It's something which she knew that <laughs> something I Something she knew that you yeah, didn't. <laughs> yeah. It was an intriguing intro, and I liked the tempo switch. Mm. I thought that was well done. Uh, yeah, the vocal's understated. I just, on the whole, I got on with it. I thought it was light and easily digestible. Um, but probably effort, effortlessly irreverent and a tinge of cool there. Um, didn't make me an instant convert fan for life or anything, but... If there's one track on this album that's gonna really, get me, yeah, curiosity, listen, yeah, well, I'll, I'll dig into these guys. No way. I mean, they they broke up. They released the album King, yeah. uh, and then broke up more or less right after it was released. Yeah. Um. What was the band? It was the last one uh, on the first Shine compilation. And you were like, oh, I'm going to get House of Love. House of Love. Yeah. yeah. How did you get on with that? I didn't. Um, <laughs> life gets in the way, you know. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll say Elastica sidetracked me on mm. that one. So on Early Charlatans. Did you give that a bit of a stab or not? No. I did I did dig into um, Inspiral Carpets and kind of hit a little bit of a wall there. Yeah. 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 I, I, I anticipated that, to be honest. But Belly. Now they'll sleep. This song's called. It's a top 30 hit. As I say, they broke up after. I can remember them, not to be confused with Echo Belly. Obviously not, yeah. Mm-hmm. I can see where that would, might uh, come and be. Yeah. Um, nah, not for me. Not uh, for me at all. Yeah. I'll give them a go on the back of this. Yeah. The, the next band is... Ooh, this was another creation band, wasn't it? I believe. Teenage Fan Club. This song I've, I've seen included on loads of compilations uh, from this kind of era and stuff. It was it was from this year. I always thought that it was from a, a, a bit earlier than that. I, I'm I'm not claiming to be an expert on Teenage Fan Club at all, but I know a lot of people, enemy at the time, always held Teenage Fan Club up as this kind of this is like a band, you know what I mean? This is like one of the well, enemy had a great band in the world every <laughs> week, didn't they? <laughs> but we'll uh, we'll give this a little bit of a listen, eh? Dream. All I'm thinking of is Mark Hughes. Okay. Yeah. That was when um, a couple of years back people were calling for uh, Theresa May's head in the middle of all the Brexit uh, shenanigans, and I remember someone just fantastically saying, "You know, when people call for the person in charge to go, but they don't have a contingency lined up." Yes. This. this this one normally ends up with Mark Hughes being put in charge. 
<laughs> he isn't managing anyone at the moment, is he? No, 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 no one's, no, no one's in trouble. No one's in, in. Um, he's not going to get another top flight gig, is he? You know, surely not. As a, like the guy who got me into being, well, the reason I'm a Man United fan. Originally, yeah. the inception of it yeah. is Brian Robson. Okay, seeing Brian Robson as a player, thinking, oh, who does Brian Robson play for? Manchester United okay. at the time. Um, and I always wanted Robbo to be the United manager, but he just never, you know, he never showed the promise, did he? No, I think he was sold down the river at Borough by a few... Um, Possibly. A <laughs> few of his uh, bigger players. But Mark Ewers, still nowadays, um, if you would say to me, who's like your favourite three ever United okay. players, uh, Mark Ewers would be one of my yeah. top three. Because okay. I fucking used to love Mark Ewers. Oop. He was a man for the big occasion, wasn't he? In the oh, same way Drogba was more recently. Yeah, man. He'd, he'd always step up in the big games. I remember a volley um, in the last the minute of extra time against Oldham at Wembley. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, a yeah, replay. yeah, yeah, the 3-3. Yeah. yeah. That was, oh, I think, was it a 3-3? Was it a 1-1? There was a 3-3 against Oldham, but they played the him again at Wembley. In a semi. Okay. That's the three-three you're thinking of was at Main Road, wasn't yes, it? Yes, it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah which was say, yeah. uh, which was a cool river game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember catching my dad for a loop that day because I was eight or nine, and the other semi that day was Liverpool Palace, wasn't Fantastic it? Fantastic semis. Like, oh the yeah. Greatest semis ever. It's great. One of the best days of football yeah. of all time. Yeah. But uh, Liverpool had tanked Palace 9-0 in the league. They had, season, yeah, yeah, they? yeah. And on the morning, my dad asked me for a prediction and I, and I went with 3-2 Palace and he laughed me out of our living room. <laughs> you were nearly there. Yeah, he, uh, yeah, he, he wasn't laughing three hours later, I tell you. <laughs> that, that... And I'm not a Pardew fan. No, oh mm. God, no. Mm-hmm. Do you remember his little dance in the cup final against United? Yeah. 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 Well, I was very, I was very pro Palace up to that point mm. because um, Scott Dan was in the Palace side. Um, oh yeah, yeah. 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 So I, yeah. I was a Palace fan that day. And um, was it Jason punching, putting uh, in front? Yes, probably. And yeah. I was up and I was punching, punching it. Oh, winners medal for Scott Dan here. And they mm. cut to Pardew doing his dance. And I remembered on the spot how much I detest Pardew. And I, I switched to Leeds. So I was like, right, come on, United. <laughs> <laughs> it was inevitable that like that game god we're going to football discussion here um, you remember like that that England game against Greece where like Beckham picked up the ball and yeah. did everything and made England qualify yeah. like Rooney sort of dropped back got the ball and made you know it win the game kind of thing but uh, but yeah yes yes um, Mark Hughes <laughs> got us onto that discussion yeah teenage fan club what yeah. do you think yeah um, two parts of that track stand out um the lead guitar on the bridge, um, which is all too brief. I think mm-hmm. it's 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 that that had some more legs in it. Uh, I like the harmonies on the chorus. Um, between those two things, I think they deserve a bit of a more dynamic song. Yeah. It's otherwise, fairly bland and unremarkable. Teenage fan club. Where are they from? Are they, are they Scottish? They're Scottish band. Yeah. Okay. I could have that wrong. There was a very American vibe I thought from them. Yeah. You know how we said about um, Dinosaur Junior on. Okay. The album before I kind of got that not, not as much you know what yeah. I mean but I got that kind of uh, American stuff at the time kind of vibe from her mm-hmm. I didn't mind it mm. I didn't mind it it weren't nothing yeah. nothing fantastic I wanted something more after yeah. seeing it Sparky's dream yeah, yeah. just unremarkable mm. Um, mm. but nothing that raised the hackles either 
No, 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 not at all, not at all. Um, the next song. We've talked about Swive we before, have. haven't we? Now, apparently, there's a, um, a radio edit and a long version. Yeah. I don't know what version was on this compilation. Well, I'd hasten to guess it was the edit. The, the long version is definitely the one I was listening to. I think it's long. Well, this is the long version. Um, or should we, should we rename it the interminable version? <laughs> I've got a lot of notes about this one. Okay, go for it. So it's just over seven minutes long. I did. I full confession. I did not stick with this for seven. Got minutes. to number three on the charts. Which, man, in '94 when this was released, I'd imagine that was quite impressive. Definitely. Yeah. It, that must have been the radio edit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On, uh, I bet at that time there was a radio edit and the full version on the B side. On, on the same single. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's a non-album single. Swade's highest ever chart in song. Really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the last with Bernard Butler. Yes. Uh, in 2012, Enemy voted it the third best song of the 90s. Check them balls out. <laughs> how, how do I like them apples? <laughs> Stick that in your craw, you know what I mean? Oh. Christ above. Now, Brett, we talked about Brett's vocals on the previous episode, and he was raining it in on the verses. And you're mm. starting to win mm. me over. Yeah, 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 and I then agree. On the refrain, the stay together refrain, there's that perforating inflection and I and the refrain crops up much too often for my liking. There's too much refrain, not enough mm. verse. Um bit boring. Like we've touched on Burner before, you've touched on just now. His bits are the best part. He was the talent. I don't mind some of the lead there. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah definitely. Yeah, so I can see why he took off, just like I see why Justine took off. And <laughs> yeah, they made the right decision for me. You're not winning me over, lads. Apparently as a band, like, Swade don't like it and didn't like it a couple of years after and didn't ever understand why they were given such a claim for the song. Yeah, I'm with them on didn't, that. Didn't get it. And there's a couple of Oasis tie-ins to this. Okay. On the single cover, there's like a, a male and a female on there. The bloke is Bonehead's brother. Okay. Yeah. Um, oh, what's his name? I thought I'd written it down. Bruce Bonehead from Oasis's brother. Yeah. He's the guy. Uh, and the the I had a Noel thing as well. Um, where are we going here? Yeah, about Brett Anderson. Just as fellow band Oasis were gaining popularity, the lead guitarist Noel Gallagher made a comment on the song's lyrics. Saying there's not enough humour in music. Maybe you like Electric Six. Look at Swade with all this together in the nuclear sky bollocks. I'm sorry, but the Cold War is over, Brett. Let's talk about beer and fags and lasagna instead. <laughs> <laughs> Even Bowie had a sense of humour. He wrote the fucking laughing gnome, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> so, um... well, there's, a, there's a nugget of truth in there somewhere. <laughs> To me, that's nowhere up near the top of Swades. Not even output. in there, but no. No, 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 that's, no, no, no that's not at all. That was interminable, to yeah, be honest. Yeah, yeah. 
like I say, the first verse, I was kind of willing to give it a chance, but once that refrain hit in, Brett went for the um, the stretch. No, 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 no suede. We carry on. We're into the into the home stretch now, and the uh, the last. Not the last one, but the next couple of songs, they would be sort of classed as the the legacy songs, wouldn't they, on this yeah, compilation? Definitely the next two. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Definitely the next two. Now this one. Afro by the Happy Mondays. What you got to say? Man? Yeah, I've just um, going off the track listing on uh, Discogs. Yeah, it had the uh, Euromix version okay. as, as as the track listing, which I had to uh, YouTube because it wasn't on streaming. Yeah, um, I mean, so I had a look at that first, and um, well, just the term Euromix, I thought that was a bit of a red flag. Um, but, is it a dancey um, version or something? Yeah, yeah, and uh, I just thought it was a really strange decision, and why not the original that you're playing? I'm playing there, the, which, the original. I'll yeah, try and find the much, Euromix now. Much better fit. And I started it off, and it's long intro on the Euromix one, and when I saw it was seven minutes old, hands up on a bit of, right, there's no chance I'm sticking the course <laughs> with this. <laughs> Hang on. Is this it? That's what, yeah. That's what I found and we'll skip it. So this was the version according to one of the online track listings, which I just thought was bizarre because why wouldn't you put the original version in? Because that fit, this didn't. I wish I, I had think, something more profound there. But. I think that's my favourite Happy Monday song. Yeah, sec- yeah, I'll go with that. Seconded. Yeah. Yeah. Good fit, good choice, and if you if you put in the legacy track in, I'm gonna skip this a fair bit. Oh yeah, I can hear the riff now at least. Oh no, yeah, it was um, a, a bizarre choice, but yeah, it's it's a good fit for the album. Yeah, I agree. Best Happy Mondays track. I love the video. I love Bez on the video because he's giving it so much more gusto yeah. than even the band performing it. It's He's away on his own, and it's phenomenal. Yeah. this, As I say, it's got that groove. I love the... the, the in, you know, we said um, you can't understate the rhythm section of a band. Yep. Yep. This is where Happy Mondays were hitting it. Definitely. Like on, on both cylinders yeah. on this one. Definitely. Uh, it's good, man, all round, all round. How many piece band were they? Oh, multiple. That's something else I was going to say. What kind of pushes them over the edge that other bands of their ilk don't have? They're, um, they're backup singers, they're harmonisers, they're, um, 
they just give them that extra bit of oomph. It's, they always they, had like they, them female vocals yeah, and stuff. They're soulful, they? aren't they? Yeah, 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 like soul singers. Yeah, 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 yeah definitely. Yeah, and it and it gives that that uh, that je ne sais quoi. Yes. I think that'd be in my top five on this compilation. I'll have a look at that as we're, uh, we're going into the home stretch. <laughs> we're doing a top five, not a top three? We'll do a top three. We'll do okay. a top three. Okay, so the next one. Well, Christ. I know a lot about this one as well. Okay. Let it play a second. Uh, here we go. about that Happy Monday song that was number one on the US Modern Rock Charts as well when it was released you wouldn't think they'd register a blip in the stage no you? no they're continually full of surprises yeah 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 I was very surprised by that one I've, I've not let them off for UB40 yet though <laughs> <laughs> okay so this one's um, Joy Division Love Will Tear Us Apart let me just get my stats out on this one Um Enemy in 2002 voted it the greatest single of all of the times. The greatest single of all time. In 2012, they voted it the greatest song of the mag's existence. So kind of the same kind of thing ish. Um, it was originally released in June 1980. It got to number 13. Uh, it was released in April, sorry, originally. And then, what's his name, Curtis, he hanged himself a month, a month later. And then it didn't chart on the original release. And then they released it in June, it got to number 13. Uh, in 83 it was re-released, it got to number 19 then. Joy Division. This is like a shoot, a green shoot, that branches off into lots of stuff, doesn't it? Definitely, it's it's so much influence on everything. The band themselves became New Order. Um, it's industrial influence. Shoegaze. Mm. Um, you could say, without Joy Division, Nine Inch Nails are a different band. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, is, is Trent said that like he? If he has, I haven't heard it, but yeah, I, yeah. I, I think you can hear it. You can definitely hear that influence. You can come well, yeah. I, I suppose it's Joy Division are always another one of those bands who were obviously well before I was into music yeah. and stuff like that. But you always hear them cited, and especially due to you know your magazines like Enemy more recently and stuff like that pushing them to the forefront of it. Um, other big songs of Joy Division, as, as I sound like a complete newbie, what? What are you um, saying? She's lost control. Mm-hmm. Atrocity exhibition. Dead souls. 
Okay, I definitely had a killer song of a <laughs> killer okay. cover of one of their songs. Um, what was his name? Richard Curtis. Uh, Ian Curtis. Ian Curtis. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. yeah. Um, Ian Curtis. Yeah, if, I mean everybody's seen that video. It's a very haunting video as well, isn't it? Of the mm. song where it's just him, yeah. you know, singing his bit and pieces. Yeah, and I think that's that. That's one of the big. I you said in a couple of episodes ago. I love the word juxtaposition mm-hmm. and. One of the central cogs of this is the juxtaposition of the really emotive and lyric, lyrical content and that utterly stoic vocal. Radio had influencer as well. Definitely. 100%. Yep. You yep. can, you can yep. hear that, can't yeah. you? Yeah. yeah, completely. Um, iconic bass line. Absolutely yeah. phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, iconic That's... sync. It's like, it's like the sound of what you imagine too much Prozac's like almost. <laughs> Yeah, I know what you mean, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. it's that kind of thing, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. and Joy Division for you, though? Yeah, massive. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. definitely. How many albums? They can't have that many albums, can they? Uh, Two. Two, yeah. Two albums, yeah. That's what I was thinking, there was only be a couple. Yeah, and this was uh, a Love Will Tear Us Apart was a a non-album track. Okay. Um, Cliché, but have to agree, it is a classic. Oh, it, 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 yeah, it is a classic, isn't it, really? Yeah. You know, it ain't my favourite song of all time kind of thing. No, but, definitely um, not. I think Enemy have ramped it up a little bit Yeah, for I, that. I think that there's some cool points that they're stretching for there, I think, maybe. Yeah, that'd be an interesting countdown, wouldn't it? Mm, potentially. Look at the uh, the Enemy, great. Oh, God, actually. I think we'd all just call them cunts. <laughs> <laughs> We were going through talking about what they've said about them. Oh my god, that'd be pretension of his highest order, wouldn't it? Yeah, you kind of wonder why enemy isn't a thing anymore, don't you? <laughs> so we round out this shine compilation with oh, actually, actually, before we get to that, before we get to the last track, obviously, with love will tell tear us apart being such an influential people know it across the ocean, there was a band. Who did a cover of it? If you can tell me who this band is, I'll give you 10p. When routine bites hard and ambitions are low. And resentment rides high. We've got a quizzical view on Mr. Boyd's face now. And we're changing our ways. The singer doesn't Take sound like he normally does. Road. I'll give I'll give that's I'm struggling to make the most of it. Fall out, boy. <laughs> Literally, your mouth just went from a smile. <laughs> the sides of your mouth just went. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Moving swiftly on. <laughs> oh, man. Not Fall Out Boy fun, though. <laughs> no, there was. Okay, last track. On... Yeah, it's a poor era. <laughs> last track on this compilation. 
Why the, don't you show the, the only song that wasn't a single. Yes, I thought this was a... Um, Strange choice. Kudos for not going with the uh, one of the obvious different class tracks. Mm. Um, mm. I thought this was a good choice of closer. You and I like a down-tempo closer. Uh, well, is it down-tempo? It certainly ends on a down note. Mm. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it slows to a close, and that's what makes it a good choice. And it's got that, it's got that languid undercurrent. Uh, which pulp do so well? You Think love that, a bit. You love a bit of pulp's vibe, don't that, you? D- that esoteric. If we go back to what we said at the start of the first episode, if the genesis of Britpop was Damon Alburn just rebelling against um, the American, um, Americanism. Uh, the Americanism of non-label major guitar music, and he was going to make it quintessentially British. Nobody does that better than Pulp. They're the, they're the absolute masters. They've got such an esoteric take on it, but Jarvis is the master. It, the light in this that absolutely slays me. It's just delivered with that dry, sort of outsider perspective. It's dropped in it. If fashion is your trade, then when you're naked, I guess you must be unemployed. What a line. Lyricism is... His lyrics, his lyrics are like bang on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. On the subject, a little side. He and I were at, and and some other people were at a festival many years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, we could be talking twenty odd years ago now. But on the second night, uh, Pulp with a headliner. Yes. And we gave him a miss. And in retrospect, that was a bad, bad move. I'm Did you choose somebody else instead? I think we stayed in the tent drinking, if if I'm being honest. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was a bit of a down day. Where was that? That was at Leeds? Yeah. 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 Um, I think we made a point of watching Weezer and Jane's Addiction that day. Okay. Um, yeah, but, um, but at the end of the day, we gave all the headliners across the piece of body swerve, and yeah, but um, that's a regret. Pulping, <laughs> probably not their pomp, but yeah. 30 plus me. Yeah. yeah. Silly boy, Pike. <laughs> oh, man. Um, Pulp aren't still doing stuff, are they, now? Not to my knowledge. No, I don't think they are. I can't see them cropping up again for another run. No, 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 I wouldn't have thought they so. They don't now. need the time, it. The time has passed now, hasn't it? Definitely. Yeah. Jarvis can guest on... Tracks of bands he influenced, maybe. Does he? I don't know. Mm. I don't know what Jarvis is up to. I know, I know he, sh- he shows up here and there on other people's material now yeah. and again. But they were the masters in retrospect. I, I've said to you before, I appreciate Pulp a lot more than I did at the time. Same. Yeah, yeah, a lot more, definitely. Um, you know, they're still not my favourite band kind of thing, but yeah, definitely appreciate him a lot more. So. What are we thinking of that Shine compilation compared to the one before? I think it serves its purpose a lot better as a um, as a cultural artifact, mm-hmm. I suppose. I don't think there's too many of the choices you can really argue with. Wake up, boo! Except we're both not a fan mm. by any stretch. Oh, but, but it was. you can see why it's there. It's you yeah. can't argue with its inclusion because it was. 
so prominent um, at, at the time, really. Um, couple of couple of ropey choices. Gig- Gigolo amps, I think, is there because of the game on connection. Lightning seeds as well. Um, for that, like I said, never known a Lightning Seeds fan. I had a little bit of a look and see what was what else was about in terms of. Um, in oh, terms in the shops at the time. Well, in terms of British musical mm. output, and um, Aphex Twin and Massive Attack were putting stuff out at the time. Uh, okay, yeah. yeah. Um, I was never um, a fan of Aphex Twin. Mm. I actually didn't like the video. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, we're talking window liquor and <laughs> yeah. come to daddy. Oh, good lord. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, when my kids say something scary, I'll say, well, yeah, what's this kind of thing? <laughs> yeah. But um, Massive Attack, never into them, find Unfinished Symphony massively overrated. Oh, okay. But I was going to put that in the Pantheon with <laughs> Love Will Tear Us Apart. Okay. Oh, yeah. and it always is. It's always held up, isn't it? As like as that real but, crossover as well. It's that's the thing. Predominant yeah. fans of yeah. different genres still mm. give it that reverence. Yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah, all the time. But I do think they did some really good stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, massively. Were you? Um, I, I'm guessing you liked a bit of Portishead as well. Oh god, god, yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're the, now that I'm doing Tool, they're the one that's left the Holy Grail once Tool are done. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's Porter said they've that they've got to get their act together and do something. They're still doing stuff. They're still they've never officially split, and they pop up on the occasional small festival just to I think just to um, just to wave and say, yeah, we are still about, but we're gonna do what we want. <laughs> yeah. They were like really big in America as well, weren't they? Yeah, massive. Yeah, massive. Their live album was in New York, wasn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. I was very surprised that they were um, received as much as they were. I think Americans got a bit of a thing for what would they call it? Trip hop. Yes. Yeah. yeah. The the Bristol sound of the nineties. Mm, yeah, yeah. God, I hate Bristol. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I don't hate. I hate driving. Well, I used to hate driving around Bristol. It is a bit better now. Now, when we go, whenever we go south, I like to have breakfast in Exeter. And the reason I like to have breakfast in Exeter is because I want to get past that stretch of the M5 before rush hour mm-hmm. where you've got that uh, that rock face wall on your left yeah. and then you've got the big red bridge on your right yeah. and the bit where the M4 and the M5 join. This was the last book, three or four times we went there. I, I did say, Ross says, I never want to be on this stretch of road again going south and be in... Basically lower than fourth gear. Oh, good lord! Honestly, it's a terrible stretch of motorway. It is horrendous. So I like to be past that before seven o'clock. But um, but cities to drive around. Bristol has been replaced. London's obviously the worst by far. Um, but Does Southampton has, has overtaken Bristol. Really? Yeah, it's horrible. Okay. Horrible in a truck, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. You ever done the Coventry Ring Road? Yeah, I don't oh. like the Coventry Ring Road really. <laughs> There's a parallel dimension where I'm still on there. Do, going in circles. Horrendous road. So out of this compilation, yep. what are your top three? Okay, on the spot. Yeah, on the one, spot. One, two, three. Um, Do you want me to go? Yeah, you go. Okay. Um, some might say Oasis. Easy choice. Edwin Collins, Girl Like You. And... I'll go for Love Spread, Stone Roses, an easy choice, but yeah, there's nothing, I do like the Happy Mondays track though. Mm. The last three are all, it's, it's a strong closing three, the mm-hmm. last three are all in contention. I'll go with Underwear, mm-hmm. 
I'll match a girl like you, mm-hmm. which might be to a lot of people's chagrin. And I've got to give my new crew elastic or some love as well. <laughs> yeah, 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 with the Strangler's toy. In. Indeed. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Indeed. Um, good. And, and as we said, the, this was released in August of 1995. Yeah. Now, the last week of the charts in 1995 was the whole battle of Britpop, yeah. country house versus roll with it thing. Yeah. So, man, this is so... This is the peak, isn't it's it? It's on really? the nose. This is it the, really the is. peak kind of yeah. thing. Um, the peak of this. I don't know. Maybe that peak lasted a little bit, but never was it as much in the national conscience as them. So, hey, better than Shine One? Yeah, marginally. I think it's it's stronger for leaning less, for a lot less heavily on the uh, on the legacy stuff. Um, it's more kind of reflective of the lay of the land at the time I think it serves its purpose in that regard and yeah just track for track stronger as well okay okay although there's it's not without its duffers mm-hmm. alright brilliant um, we will do Shine 3 yep I think we'll give it a break for next time but we'll come back and we'll uh, we'll carry on with a bit of a Shine there's 10 overall aren't there yeah, we're gonna have to space <laughs> so we these out. We're, we're gonna need to have time for our um, our palette for this to grow and uh, expand and maybe get some new perspectives. Yeah, I, I must say, doing the the Kerrang one with with Sai, yeah. um, I think towards the end, I think probably just because the music is a bit more upbeat and stuff, you yeah. know what I mean? It gives you a bit of a a bit of a kick up the arse. Um, Play yourself. What you want to do? Has something given you a bit of a incentive, or have I just taken your boy's head song? <laughs> we could have done that, but um, did you realise we've gone through two podcasts and not mentioned grunge once? Uh, well, hey, which is which is uncharted territory for mm-hmm. us. So um, I had a bit of a look at um, what else was going on in the music world in 1995, and I had a look at a bit mm. of American alt. So I'm going to go with something with some Seattle leanings. Mm-hmm. I'll go, um, it's a track from 1995, I'll go with Mad Season. Oh, okay. And uh, I Don't Know Anything, yes. which um, a few listeners might um, might wholly endorse me picking a song called I Don't Know Anything, <laughs> especially a few Shawn Michaels fans, <laughs> to who I'll just say, I can just say, I'm sorry, I love you. <laughs> that the riff on that song betters nearly anything that's on this album that we just covered unquestionably mm-hmm. okay guys uh, jukeboxpod at gmail.com facebooks instagram rate review all the bullshit 
Hopefully this has gone down well. We'll be back with a third part of this at some point. But I'll be back in two weeks' time with somebody else. Thank you, Mr. Stuart Boyd. Thank you, Mr. Simon Hodgkiss. And, uh, oh, enjoy this. A bit of Lane Staley on, uh, on the show for the first time, I believe. But, yeah. Surely not. I think it is, you know. We've got to rectify this. Yeah. Oh, I'm just about to speak to you about that. Right. See you later. Bye.